to mind body stuff. <laughs> We're like leaning in super close on a sofa. We're trying to be good at this podcasting stuff. I feel like I'm too close to the mic now, but well, there's nothing happening to these lines. I think it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's just something different every day. <laughs> every day's a new kinda, day. Every day's here. a new day. How do I get to your house again? Oh yeah, I remember now. <laughs> oh my gosh, how are you today? I'm doing pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. We're a little tired. <laughs> We're a little tired. We just got back from Minneapolis. We did. Which was pretty amazing. A uh, few days of a bunch of different, like a workshop and a dance training, and then a regular empowerment training weekend. It was good. It was it really, was really, really good. good. I love you people. For those of you who are listening. Oh my gosh, and so many people come to the master classes, and um, they bought a lot of merchandise. <laughs> I'm just doing that plug now. Thank you. That's what she's excited about. I'm so <laughs> We had a profound effect on many people's lives, and we sold. However, they bought the t-shirts. I love the t-shirts. Let love in. Buy more of those. <laughs> How much love? A lot. Let a lot of love in. That's why she's in charge of all the... Research and certifications. Because it makes me so happy. It doesn't make me happy. Or not happy. I just get excited about You do that. get excited. But it's good because you, like, you, that's something that matters to you. It's the simple things. It looks like I have a, <laughs> it looks like I have a hook, like a, like a woolly bugger hooked into my arm here. <laughs> but I think it's You guys, just, we had a rough, we had, we had a professionally and socially and doing quote-unquote the work like that was awesome in Twin Cities. <laughs> the personal the, the personal stuff was, was hard yeah we some hard personal stuff mm-hmm. so we had two of us we had a tiny really angry baby two-month-old infant we had four we call her cranky frankie <laughs> we had four not just four bags but four Oversized oh, bags, like sixty pound bags. So there's right up front. We get to the airport and we're like, "How do we even deal with these four bags and this baby and us?" Right away, boom, three hundred and forty dollars for oversized bags. And we're the like, lady, okay. of course, as we check in, is like, "Well, can you shift stuff?" I'm like, "Well, why would I shift from one sixty pound bag to another?" I know it was so that dumb. makes no sense. It was ridiculous, and she was so grumpy with us. She was super grumpy, and Frankie was crying. Frankie was screaming bloody murder. But I kind of was like, is is Becca and Mickey have any sympathy on us? No. And she had none. She had no sympathy. Nothing. So anyways, we get through the Missoula Airport. That was good. We get to the Twin Cities. Again, we have to figure out how to get four oversized bags (laughs) plus a baby and two human, two big humans to the rental car. Oh, yes. Then we realize our rental car is much too small for all, all of the luggage we've brought. So yes. we upgrade to a minivan, which is fine. Which is fine, which was actually very convenient. Another like three hundred and fifty dollars. That was a bit more. Yeah, add a little bit more on there. Yeah, it's fine. Then we get to the hotel. <laughs> I drive small cars, so I'm like driving around the parking lot, trying to figure out the underground public parking lot, trying to figure out how to park this big, huge car in this, all these very small spots. As Bernice is, has all of the bags. Yeah. A cart that I can barely move with my body, <laughs> and I'm so I have three sixty-pound bags. So I have one hundred eight pounds on the cart, and I'm dragging another sixty-pound bag 
And I, I'm like, yeah, Kate, I got this. I'll, I'll take it up to the room. She comes and she tells me the room number. I'm, I got it. Don't worry. Yeah. And so I, I take the luggage and I get stuck in an elevator. Like the door gets stuck. It's beeping. The people are staring at me. And I'm like, that's okay. I, and I shove myself in and I realize I'm in the parking garage elevator. Oops. I'm not even on the right elevator. Oops. So I just go up to the second floor anyway. Because, because I've made a big deal about it. Right. And then I come back down <laughs> and I pull everything out that everyone just saw me push in there. <laughs> Hello, I, I often like to push a lot of luggage into elevators. It's a challenge for me. It's a workout. I call it the elevator challenge. <laughs> oh, so finally I can park a minivan and she can figure out the elevators. Yes. And you show me, like, Bill, the, actually the hotel elevator is around the corner here. <laughs> oh. It was fine. We figured it out. Then we did the workshop on Thursday, which was awesome. Awesome. And luckily, Robin had Frankie. And Frankie was crying a little. We could hear her a little bit. So, you know, we worked that out. Uh, Forgot about that. That wasn't the worst thing. That no, the, no. That was like, well, that was I'm like, okay. At first, I'm like, oh, I hear her crying in the background, and I'm like, well, that's fine. Robin's got her, and, you know, we handled it pretty well. Yeah, it was okay. Then Friday, we had the, uh, we had a, a workshop Advanced. for instructors who have been, who are already certified. We did a workshop. That was good. We kind of just juggled Frankie, and she was upset again. <laughs> she was a little upset. Yeah, she was a little <laughs> upset about it, but she, you know. You know, it was fine. Yeah. We did it. We did it. Then Saturday, we have the empowerment weekend, and you started off the day really well, didn't you? Did I? What happened? Oh, I forgot. Oh, how could you How forget? could I forget? I'm like, what happened? I'm like, what did I say? No, I... What did I'm, you say? No, no, I was dragging the two 60-pound bags in. I'm like, don't worry, Kate. In a blizzard. In it was 11 below. 11 below, after a day of blizzarding. And I tell Kaylee, don't worry, I got this. She's got the baby, you know, and it's 11 below. you got to get the baby inside. So I'm pulling the luggage in with all the merchandise, and these people are coming up for the training. They're walking on the sidewalk, and I totally fall. Like, my legs slip out from <laughs> under me. I flip up into the air, and I land on my rib cage on the handle of one of the suitcases. <laughs> you guys should see her back. It's so bruised. Bruised. And, of course, everyone's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, people are running over. Like, do you need – are you Okay. And can you get up? And I'm like, of course I can get up. And I jump up and run inside, <laughs> even though inside I'm like, I hope I didn't puncture a lung or something. But I think I'll know. I'll know if I can't breathe or if I have internal bleeding. <laughs> I'm like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, yes, I'm fine. Pretty darn good. When she says the phrase pretty darn good, she's really not that good, which is how she started this podcast, just so you all know. Pretty darn pretty good. Pretty darn good. She's like screaming inside. And the best part was that I took the luggage in, came back out, and fell again. Because <laughs> you had more to go get. I had fell onto you my, had so much This stuff. time I fell onto my hands and knees. And then <laughs> this elderly woman who was probably in her 80s was like, do you need help getting up? And I'm like, no, of course not, madam. I'm totally fine. I've just injured my leg now. i my rib and my leg. Oh, my gosh. And then uh, I uh, – I, during the master class in the morning, I was like, uh-oh, I have to teach next. I better go pee really quick. Yeah, I looked around. And I'm like, where'd Kaylee go? So I, like, run as fast as I can into the bathroom. 
and I ran into the bathroom, but they had just mopped it with something that makes the floor so slippery. So as I'm running into the bathroom, I just, like, fall, and I, like, slide, <laughs> like, basically into the stall and stand up. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. My knee is totally messed up. Knee. Like, I had to teach Ulan one this morning. I got to teach Ulan one this morning. Let me change my language. Yes, and, like, any time we had to kneel, which was quite a bit, I feel like a, sh- a shard of my uh, bone, of my kneecap is, like, floating around in there somewhere. Jamming into your leg. It really hurts. Oh, my God, you poor thing. But all in all. All in all, we had a very successful weekend. It was awesome. And like, the- it was. I love, oh. love, love going to the Twin Cities. I love you people Oh, my gosh, listening. we love you so much. And it's just such an honor, again, to do like, these Like, I want to live there. Because I love you guys so much. Oh, my God. You guys are, yeah, and you're so lucky you all have each other, too. You really are. The Minneapolis-St. Paul folks. Yeah. Minnesota folks, really. I love my Minnesotans. Minnesota folks. And that brings us to the topic of this podcast. It does. Because it I really was just does. thinking, um, these trainings are so, as we've talked about before many times, are just so inspiring. Mm-hmm. And... While we do, while I was doing the training this time, mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, because we always talk about, well, you have your training self, you know, or your ULA self. Really. You have your ULA self. You have your I ULA think. self. Yeah. That's yeah. a better way to put yeah. it. You have your ULA self, but do you, are you your ULA self in the real world? Well, and I think a lot of us struggle with this because so many times, you know, at these weekends, everyone is like, man, I just, I, I feel like I'm my best self when I'm doing ULA or I feel like I am able to um, connect with people in a way that I don't normally out in the, the other parts of my life. Like I feel like I come into an ULA space and I can, I can immediately connect or I can feel vulnerable or I can share things about my life that I normally wouldn't share with people. And so I feel like the question that we must all ask ourselves is, well, how how do I bring that into the rest of my life? Yes, it's such a good question. It is, and I I know I've talked about this a lot, but like for me, I really do think about Ula as a space where I get to experiment being the person that I a want to be in the rest of my life, and b like it is my best self in the space of Ula. So how do I how do I let her be the space and and the face that I present to the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's. I don't know. It's an interesting question. So we wanted to explore that topic um, just in today's podcast. And I really, really hope that you guys join in on the conversation um, online with us because I think it's something that a lot of us grapple with. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I was just thinking about it the other day because in in ULA, I'm really um, friendly Mm -hmm. and I smile a lot Mm -hmm. and I greet everybody. Yes. Because it's what we do in ULA. It's kind of a learned, it's a culturally learned behavior mm-hmm. in ULA. Mm-hmm. And and I thought, oh, I do that in my regular life too. Right. But you know what? Just recently I tried to start smiling at people. Yeah. Just like, yeah. I just did a like smile. Like you would in ULA. Yeah, like I would in ULA. Great smile and um, so I did it recently, like a week ago at a basketball tournament. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I had people like, I don't even know who I'm smiling at. Like I just smile and they're like, they're like, oh, you know, my son played basketball with your son. They come oh, right whoa. up and start talking to me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like I had, I can't tell you how many conversations I had that weekend 
that I don't know, because I'm kind of shy, and I always think, like, as you know, people don't really like me, but I took my ULA self, and she was smiling at everybody, and I had maybe over 15 conversations with people. Wow. Because I would smile at them, they would smile back, and then they would walk over. Oh, wow. And talk. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, totally interesting. That is so really cool. So how interesting, because, but let's say, so again, I think people don't like me, yeah. so then I kind of sit alone. Right. I don't look at most people right. when I'm at the games, and I just figure, well, I don't want to bother anyone. Yeah. They don't like me. They have their own families. They're doing their own things. Good for them. They think I'm weird. They think I'm weird. Whatever. So this that weekend, I smile at everyone. Everyone's talking to me. Wow. Everyone. Like, mind blown. Isn't that interesting? All I had to do was, like, smile and make eye contact. Eye contact is important. Eye contact is so huge. Right. Because we're can, staring into each other's eyes right now. Because <laughs> I can smile, but maybe I don't. Maybe I'm, like, not looking at the person. Sure. Oh, so really I just cool. wanted to bring that up because it really struck me as I didn't, I did not think that was going to happen. I mean, it was totally unintentional. Well, I think that's such a good point because um, we don't like it almost for me seems. Okay. So how do I say this? So for me, sometimes I feel like I am like, I am my best self at Ula. I feel like, but rather than have that inspire me to be that person in the rest of my life, what sometimes it makes me feel is that, like, actually in the rest of my life, I'm a phony. Oh, interesting. Yes. Or, like, or like I don't know, maybe even in ULA, I'm a phony because I, I'm not that person always outside of ULA. Mm -hmm. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. So sometimes I can almost think, like, if I'm so accepting of other people in this space of ULA – why am I not always that accepting of other people outside of the space of ULA? So am I actually, is this actually like what am real? I? Who am I? Who actually am I? Right. Because here's the thing. Here's, here's one of the most amazing things that I, I experienced time and time again at these empowerment weekends. And I spoke about this at, at the closing circle, but it's like, it's like that tip of the iceberg analogy that you did in, in one of the previous podcast, I can't remember which one it was, where it's like the tip of the iceberg is all that we see. We just see like the tip of the iceberg and the tip of the iceberg is going to show us really actually how we're different because the tip of the iceberg is going to show us, especially if we're like, you know, friends on Facebook or whatever, you're going to see <laughs> where our uh, politics are different. Yes. You're going to see where our belief system may be different. You're going to see where our sexuality may be different, where our, where our uh, socioeconomic stance is different. We're going to be able to see these ways in which we're different. But at, the, at these weekends that we get together, it's like literally all of that, all of it just, it, it goes away. I just, I feel like at these weekends, we're able to connect with other human beings in these circles, in these weekends, on a on a level that shows us that we're actually really all so similar at this human at this human level, and like it makes me almost frustrated with myself that I'm not more able to do that without this context of ULA, ULA. you know, because like maybe some of these people, men and women who were in this circle this weekend. 
I, if it weren't for Ula, maybe I would have saw, I would have saw, I would have saw them. I would have saw them dif- differently. <laughs> I would, I would have seen them. I Rhett. I saw them. I would have seen them. I saw them. <laughs> saw them sounds like. And then we had that? a sauna together, <laughs> I and it was okay again. Now we're finished. I saunaed. Uh, I saunaed with them. No, I saw them. Maybe I wouldn't have saunaed with them. Maybe I wouldn't because Maybe. I would have seen what different. Yeah, that's right. But because I saw them you at the Ula them, weekend. Then you feel connected. Yeah, then yes. I feel connected then with them. Then you have the commonality. Because what I'm noticing about myself, which makes me grumpy with me as a person, is that I do, I do see differences. Yes. But at Ula, I don't see differences. At Ula, I see human. Yeah. I see love. I see connection. I see, I see, uh, I see the common struggle, the common joy of being in this experience together. But sometimes outside of Ula, I see our differences, mm-hmm. and I'm ashamed to say it. But sometimes I judge people for our differences, like mm-hmm. you know, on a on a political level or whatever. I may think, oh, this makes us different. But at Ula, I see what makes us the same. I see what brings us together. So then I start, of course, I'm hard on myself, and that's another story that I'll tell just in a, in a second here, but I I just wish that I could go to what what unites us first. And in Ula, I always go to what unites us first, but sometimes in the rest of my life, I don't always go to that place mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I feel that way for sure. Yeah, in Ula, I feel that all differences fall away. They fall away. And also, for me, it's more like, you know, it's my filter of me, you know, which is like, I'm unlikable, or, you know, there's something, you know, I'm always feeling separate, I think. And then in Ula, when you hear everyone tell their stories, Mm -hmm. then I'm like, oh, we're not separate at all. Right, we're We're not. We're all, like, I don't care what socioeconomic status you're from, or, you know, what you may be experiencing, or all the different things, or what political affiliation you may have, right. we are all ultimately human. And when we have ULA to kind of use as our vehicle, mm-hmm. our vehicle of commonality, if you will. Absolutely. Um, then suddenly all those things fall away, and then everyone just feels free to start telling their stories. Because we feel like we're not being judged. We feel safe. Mm-hmm. And that's how we should free always feel. Free of judgment. Feel. Free of judgment. So why does it take this space of, like, I'm I'm always thinking about this. Like, why, okay, so why, Ula, why, what about this experience makes us actually the people that we want to be? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then how do we be that person outside of Ula? Right. You know, it's, like, really interesting to me. And I think, like, one of the also interesting things about, about this weekend and about Ula and about, like, going into these deep, uh, situations with people is that I also realize that I judge myself so much more harshly than I judge anyone else. Oh, good point. Very good point. You know, like, yes, I'm like two months out from having a baby and all of the pictures, I immediately saw what I was unhappy with or what I'm uncomfortable with about my body and where I'm at right now. But everybody else, like I never even thought about, I literally Never thought about anybody else's body. No. I never think about anybody else's body. But then the whole time I was thinking, oh, are they, like, disappointed in me that I haven't, like, you know, gotten back down to my pre-pregnancy weight? Am I not a good role model? Should I be a fitness person? You know, all these things, they go through my mind that I'm sure a lot of other people are thinking in their own heads. 
but I'm not thinking about it about them and maybe they're not thinking about me in those ways so why am I judging myself so harshly Mm -hmm. when 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 Ula I feel like creates a space in which nobody else is judging me that harshly and so it's really interesting no and I love how we had the talk about fitness Mm -hmm. you know how fitness is you know like and, and people in the in the training were saying a lot of them wouldn't have begun a fitness regime regime Regime. It sounds so intense. They wouldn't have begun. They wouldn't have stuck with something doing with fitness. Yes, because without Ula, right? Because otherwise, because and not to pick. I mean, the fitness industry is a very you know good industry, and, it, and people get in very good shape or whatever, and and um, get healthy in their own ways. But it's just hard on people because it's it's so comparison oriented Mm -hmm. and either you're comparing yourself to another Mm -hmm. or you're comparing yourself to yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not my best self. Mm -hmm. I could be better. I could be 10 pounds lighter. Right. You know, I could have a better, I got better abs or whatever. Right. And the, the, another part of Ula is in terms of fitness is anyone can do it. You just really can and do it. And, and you can see that in the trainings. Mm-hmm. Everyone is doing it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's doing it. Yes. And I like the cool thing about Ula though, is when I'm doing Ula, I actually don't self judge. Oh no. When I'm doing it. Oh no. I feel I great when I'm don't doing it. Judge myself. Yeah. It's like, you know, from this weekend, it just like it, you know, like looking back at photos or whatever, then I would self judge. But when I'm in it, when I'm actually doing it, I do feel a tremendous amount of self-love. We have so many photos now. Right. I mean, all of a sudden, I just thought of that. Like, in the old days, you'd have photos, and then you'd have to go get them developed. I know, right? And then you'd put them, like, in an album. And didn't you only have, like, 24 or something? So you're actually very careful about which photos you take, because you're like, this better be a good one. Like, right, yeah. You're I want to make like, sure this is a good one. Click, 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 And then click. post, 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 post. You don't see all the bad it's ones, weird. really. I was just thinking, like, it's weird that we have so many photos. Well, and I honestly, <laughs> like, I... I uh, maybe you guys know this, but I took Facebook off my phone like two weeks ago at this point yeah. and I do not miss it at all. But I also really hardly ever post on Facebook now because if I take a photo, it's not easy for me to get it onto Facebook. No, like, cause it's, uh, you're, it's on I your have computer. To, I have to like, I have to text it to myself and then I have to get my texts on my computer and then I have to pull it off of my texts and get it onto my desktop. And then from there I can post it to Facebook. So I have to actually want, I have to really like work for it a little bit. And you have bit. to kind of think about what am and I going to. And I have gonna... to think about it. It's not just like automatic, like I took a photo, now I'm going to post it. Like I kept Instagram on, but Instagram doesn't really, aff- I, I'm it's not. It's different. I don't know Instagram's why. different. Now some I don't people really are different with care Instagram. about Instagram very much. I'm not sure what that's about. I don't know either, but I don't really care about Instagram, so it doesn't really trigger me or bother me. But with Facebook, it is interesting because then all those photos show up I know. and then I like judge myself. I know that I It was weird because then I'm like, oh, I'm standing with my water bottle and I think I should have this really like. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Did and you I'm like, notice your water bottle? Yeah. Why am I holding my water bottle in every picture? It just felt weird. Oh. Like well, I never you grabbed that. it. You picked it up off the floor and then you're. And then it's in my hand. And I then guess. it's just in your but hand. But then why would I even reflect on that? Yeah, that's weird. That's a weird thing to reflect on. You should process that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think you're going (laughs) to die of thirst? (laughs) I was very, it was my, my, uh, um, your little blanket. (laughs) Yeah, right? Thing. 
attachment object. That's but it's like, how do we, okay, so the way that we feel in Ula and the way that we interact with other people and the way that we feel the love for ourselves, like, it is my, I don't think, we can't live in Ula all the time, but I think Ula creates this place where then we can take the tools and take the way that we feel and bring it into the rest of our lives. I think mm-hmm. that's the purpose of it. Yes, it's the challenge. It's the challenge, but I it's feel. also the light. I feel like it shows me that it's possible. Yes, of course. And of course, there's many facets to a human facets. <laughs> there's many. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even catch that. I don't even think that's funny, but there are many facets to a human being. <laughs> you know, it's not just like, this is me. This is me. You know, it's it's like there's many parts to you. There's... I just relive. I just listened to our podcast about the playlist, where I was like, "This is me," and you never, ever once got that it was going to help transition us into the playlist. So then, like four times, I had to just say it in that voice, and it sounds so dumb. This but I'm going to do it again. This is me, which is so bad. But anyway, it happened this weekend with the training. What happened? Because I we were starting talking about this is me. And then, and I was like going on some story of like, let me talk about this is me, the song. But right away you're like, but you segued it right into another story that we wanted to bring up in the advanced training. Oh, I messed up. No, it was good. But I was all, you got it so fast. Like you were right on it. I'm like, but it was like, (laughs) sorry, but it was perfect because it's actually, that was the story we wanted to do. That's a segue. I'm so sorry. But it was just one of those funny moments where I'm like, this is me. And you're like. Yes. And you're like, wait, guys. I'm yes. away. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, lady. Slow down. But it was good. Anyway. Um, when when your husband, Mike, Michael. Michael. Are you listening? Michael. Michael likes our podcast. I know he likes our podcast. That was one of the best compliments. Yes. And he is a podcast He's junkie. a podcast guy. Oh, yeah. And what he was impressed with is that we don't have a lot of lull in our conversation. Yeah. He's like, wow, he's you like, guys you can guys- just talk the whole time. We're like, did you listen to the podcast where she shit talks to you about how you never respond? <laughs> I didn't say that though, but I was like, oh, yes. Well, I have one episode you should listen to. Maybe you get a hint about how to have a conversation with your wife. So you don't have the pot. He has the earplugs in his ears all the time as I'm like sharing something, you know, totally moving. And then I thought of you when we met and how important that time was in my life. And then I look over at him, he's staring off in the distance with, with his headphone in one ear. And I'm like, are you listening to a podcast while I'm sharing my deepest, darkest feelings with you? He's like, no, 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 it's not on. But I can hear it. Then suddenly he's like, I'm like, take it out of your ear. I do think we should have some episodes where one time we invite Mike on and one time we invite Rob We Rob should. On. We should. That would I be hilarious. That They'd be all like, uh-oh. <laughs> I want to talk about why you never asked to marry me. I'd like to process that publicly with everyone. Oh my God, he would love that. Did you know my issue is not feeling loved? And you never provoke. And your 30 year anniversary is coming up. 30. I think we need to figure this out before 30. It's not going to happen. He has to propose to you on your 30th anniversary. He hates to be told. Well, can't I tell him? You could tell him, but I mean, you know, then he'll buy me like the same ring I've already had, which he did last time. Did you guys know he accidentally bought her a ring that she already has? The exact same ring. <laughs> it's my wedding ring. Oh my God. Like, hello. Pay attention. 
think that's so I feel so like I could funny. wander out in a storm and never come back. And he'd just be like, like a year later, be like, well, well, Bernice was here. I, I'm not sure where she went. I can't believe you bought you the same <laughs> ring. So I'm like, thank you. But did you also know that you have so many rings that have so many diamonds on them that well, it's and then very I hard to keep it. track? I know. I feel bad for him. I know. Well, yeah, because you buy yourself so many rings that he probably doesn't he, even think it matters if he buys you one. Like buying someone a car who already has like ten cars. Yeah, he'd be like, "Oh, there's and another he car." That is so wasteful, as I know, it's wasteful. It's wasteful. But it's don't you guys think it's funny that my issue is I don't feel like I'm loved. And then your husband never proposed to you. Never proposed to me. Yeah, but don't you think that the universe is saying, Bernice, yes. it's oh, time right. to learn this lesson, so yeah. they're not going to just give it to you that easy? They're like, you are smarter than you're this. You're smarter than this. You can learn this. Let's learn this. Right. You're lovable. You're loved. He loves you. <laughs> <laughs> but we can keep learning it. We can keep doing it. Right. Well, I want to be done with that lesson. Well, yeah. In this lifetime. Yes. So that you don't have to come back next lifetime oh, without doing these it over. tremendous good looks and oh, all of these things you. that, oh, and your wit and your sense of humor. What if you come back as someone who is. What if I come a, back as a cockroach? Is is Frankie very grumpy? <laughs> Kidding, Frankie, she's Frankie. Lovable. She's, she's lovable as well. She's only two months old. She's just a baby. We don't even know who she's We don't even be. know who she is yet. But I was like, man, you're a grumpy baby. But she has a will. Holy cow, that baby has a she will. She has a will because, you guys, she would be so tired. She doesn't get tired. No, and she was tired, but she would not give up. She wouldn't give Part up. Part of me was like, you give up. That little girl was like, no. No. I'm not going to give up. I'm not giving up. She's like, this is not where I want to be. This is a battle of wills, and she won. And she won. She, she, she almost us. broke me. Literally, we she had, beat us. During, during lunch on Saturday of the Empowerment Weekend, we, I, I was, like, dealing with her for, like, 15 – we get 30 minutes, and then we have to be on again, okay? So, like, 15 minutes in, I was still dealing with her. We're I trying come to out, eat at the same I'm time. I'm hungry, and I come out to the table, and I'm like, I just think I need to cry now, okay? And they're like, okay, okay, We're you like, can oh, cry. Oh. And I was like, okay, I just, I just need to cry. And I'm like, I was like, that, that baby broke me. Oh, yeah. Well, that baby, that baby broke me. Yeah. Huxley didn't break me. Piper didn't no, break you me. I thought Piper was tough. I thought Piper Hello. was tough. Our I think has Frankie, come in. Frankie is going to break the tough me. boat. Not the love boat. It's the tough boat. I know. The tough boat. I know. Promises toughness for everyone. Oh, that was good. an old show. No, I know. I oh. know that show. Oh, you know that show? Yeah, the oh. love boat. Yeah, I used to it's watch that. It's a tough boat. Yeah, she's tough. Yeah. She's tough. And I am an experienced child raiser. You are. And I've she's, it's four. hard to make her smile even, I think. Oh, yeah. Hard to make her smile. Well, because she's, she's tired and cranky. She's cranky, she's cranky Frankie. Frankie. She's cranky Frankie. Wow. But even like at the airport, I was carrying her because um, Kaylee went to go get a coffee. I'm like, I got this. Oh, my gosh. I can do this. So easy. And I would try, I was trying to sit on the chair and like bounce her, which is she likes sometimes. But, you know, she was having none of that. Well, it was that. like 10 o'clock at night. She's like, you're standing Sunday up. Sunday night after we've been gone. You're going to stand up and you're going to walk around. So yeah, I oh, stood yeah. up and then at least, then she was kind of like looking around. Yeah. But then this man turned to me and he was like, you know, talking to me about her. How old is she? I'm like, two months. He's like, is it a girl? I'm like, yes, it is. And then he looks at me. He's like, is it your first? And I'm like, do I look like I'm that distraught? <laughs> no, sir. Do you look that young. <laughs> All I could think of was like. 
do I look like I'm not handling this well? Like, I was all like, pardon me. Two times, two times on this trip, again, someone thought it was your baby. What was that first one that we laughed the about? The first one was... Oh, they asked me if I was your friend. Yes. Or something. Right. You're like, and they're like, good luck, Mom. Oh, they said, good luck, Mom, to Bernice. Yeah, and because I, I had the baby and you had the um The stroller, luggage or something. The luggage, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It happens all the time when we travel. But as soon as that man said that to me, like, he's like, is this your first? And, and I was like, like oh, I'm a fix. And then I looked and I'm like, I'm holding this baby for my friend. And he was like, oh, and then he stopped talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she almost broke us. Yeah. But anyways, we digress. We digress. How do we bring Ula into our lives? How do we bring Ula into our lives? Well, even even with this Frankie situation, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Oh, we had, we okay, so we had one, I, I'm going to try not to name names. I know I'm bad at this. I need to stop doing this. But we had one of our people at the at the weekend, and they were saying how, you know, they could be, like, in a fight with their spouse, but then, like, you know, they look at the watch, and they're like, oh, it's time to go to Ula, and this person actually does Ula with their spouse, which I think is awesome. Awesome. And they said, you know, and then it's, like, two, three songs in, you kind of, like, look at that person, you're like, oh, why were we even fighting? Yeah. And I loved that. I loved that, because I feel that way in Ula, too. It's like, it's like all of the stuff that gets me really worked up, which actually isn't really a big deal. When I'm in class, and then when I come home from class, I'm like, oh, it's just not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. It just puts it's it. It puts things into perspective in a way that it's hard for me to get to that place of perspective without going to class and fully, like, embodying. I think it's all of this work. That's it the, is. That's it's meditative. meditative because you have to focus on the music and the movement. Mm-hmm. You, you can't. can't you can't stay stuck in that place. And you know, there's that research like, oh, like I forget how it works, but physiologically, if you have this stress or an argument, you peak your every, all your uh, physiological signs go up, your heart rate goes up, you start oh, sure. to sweat more, your pupils kind of constrict. I can't remember. And, um, and then, and then even if the argument ends, sometimes because you're still elevated oh uh-huh. you're still trying to fill in that space with like i'm still frustrated because you still don't clean the dishes right and my yard is a mess or whatever right. or right. i didn't do that well so you're still kind of to you're trying to match that physiological response right with your brain activity your oh, thoughts right. oh, it's interesting. very interesting oh that's fascinating Isn't that fascinating so i think in ula it shuts all that down uh-huh. First of all, your your brain and your body get joined. Like, yes. okay, my heart rate's going to match what I need to do here. And it turns off all that, the internal dialogue of like, oh my gosh, I've got to, I've got to feel, I feel really agitated. So how do I match it? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that's fascinating. Isn't that interesting? Yes. You just blew my mind with that. That's one of those interesting, yeah, it kind of is a mind blower. Whoa. Yeah, because you get elevated. And, and then, then your body's your trying body's, to match how you're feeling. So your feeling. brain's like, oh, you're elevated. Why are you elevated? Oh, it must be because right. you didn't let the dog out earlier today. And the kitchen was a mess. And you didn't finish all your chores. Right. Right. Isn't oh, that's that so funny. interesting. Yeah. But then in Ula, your your body, ha- like, it, it just all has to work together. It has to work it together. It has to work together. You can't be disjointed or Mind, else you lose body, it. body, brain, spirit, you got to all work together. Your breathing has to change. Your breathing, your heart I'm, rate. Your heart rate, that changes all your physiological responses. Holy cow. Oh, my gosh, that's really cool. Yeah, so I think that's super helpful in terms of conflict. 
So how do we That's do that? That's why we have every everyone should be doing flower in the gun, you know, across all the different state capitals. Everyone should do it, you know. I know. For, we, I, I said that literally. I literally said that a couple, a few weeks ago in class. She did. And then a woman at this at this past weekend, she said that too. She said, "Imagine if everyone, if everyone in Congress did this." Yeah. Every day. Can you imagine? And not alone, but I think together. All together. I think all together. Synchronized Can you imagine? matching Synchronized movements. matching movement if they use their voice even better. Oh, yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. It's it's really interesting. And um, also one of my, one of our friends out there after class um, on Saturday, they came up to me and uh, it was just, it, it just like hit me like a ton of of bricks because they said to me, Haley, you made some really good New Year's resolutions, which I shared in the community page on Facebook. And then they said, and you know what? You don't need to make new ones every month. Oh yeah, that was good. Said, you're just, you're just too hard on yourself and you just need to, you know, you, you need to, you need to just stop making new resolutions every month. You made some good ones and now just you know, just stick with just those. stick with those and be be gentler on yourself. And I really like it. Just I don't know. It just it hit me because sometimes I feel like I'm striving so hard to be a good person and and to be the person that I want to be, but I'm also not giving myself the patience or the time to actually just like let let myself evolve and let myself like go through the work like I'm always thinking about what work I need to be doing What's on myself What's, thing? and like I'm just constantly seeing seeing in myself the work that needs to be done rather than like celebrating the progress or just or even, where I'm at right now yeah or even just enjoying where I'm at right now like I just I don't know it was it was it was such a powerful thing that was said to me and so um, I don't know, trying to figure out how to not just always focus on like what needs to be done, just enjoying the present. Yeah, it's that is such a struggle for bringing me. Bringing Ula into your everyday life. Well, it is because in Ula, that's all I feel. Like in Ula, I feel happy. I feel content. I feel connected. I feel all these things that I want to feel more in my life. So it's like, I don't know. Now, now, and, and of course, me being so hard on myself, which I am hard on myself. Then I'm like, well, maybe I'm a phony. Maybe I'm not actually that person that I am in Ula. Maybe that's something that I'm, maybe that's someone that I'm not. Maybe I'm just me the rest of the time and I'm not actually this other person. But I think actually underneath all of it, I am that person in Ula. And now I just have to invite her into the rest of my life. Yes, and make her feel safe. Like, oh, you can come over here. Yeah. You're fine over here. Right. You're great over there. Come on over here. Right. The other issue we get hung up on for most of us is the why. Mm-hmm. Why is this? Why can't I do that? Why is that? Why, you know, why is it? Why did that happen? Or, you know, why am I like this? And why am I not like that? And sometimes it's like, just do it or just right. be or just right. accept because we get so frustrated in trying to find that answer that we get stuck. I think, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, well, we are this way in Ula. Mm-hmm. So let's just try and be this, let's try and invite her, like you said, into all these other aspects of our lives. Right. Yeah. And maybe not get hung up on like, but why aren't I? Why aren't I that person in this other part of my life? It's mm-hmm. like, well, who knows? I don't know. But we know that you are this person during this time. Mm-hmm. So that shows that you can be that person at other times too, probably. Yes. Right? Absolutely. 
And I feel like after class, there's like a there's like a high that I'm still on that I am that person. Yes, right. You know? And Where I'm all like, like, hello. Yeah, I go to the grocery store and I'm like, oh, it's. I just feel like I want to just hug everyone Beautiful here day. and yeah, look everyone in the eye and like have compassion for the you know the slow checkout person. The person but when I slow. Yeah, but when <laughs> I haven't done ura, then I'm like, hurry up. Or like, you know, I just, I can't see underneath all of that stuff sometimes. Right, yes. And I think that's where I get frustrated, but you're right. I'm the type of person that you're speaking to, which we've had many conversations about this. Like, I get hung up on the why. But I'm also a seeker. Like, I think I'm very much like a seeker of answers or of knowledge or of wisdom or whatever it is. And so I want to know why, but I need to just let that go sometimes. Well, sometimes I think when we let it go, then the answer appears. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because it's like, oh, it is this way. So maybe just, you know, invite her to be this way, except that this is how it is right here. And I'm not that way there, but now I'm going to move her over into there. And mm-hmm. then suddenly you put it into the universe and then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, suddenly it's almost like as she, as you change and do that, you answer your own question. Like, oh, I did like, even for me, like smiling at all those people. Right. I wouldn't have. I don't know, you know, it was just such a sort of such an organic thing right. that when it happened, I'm like, oh, I, I'm Whoa. just smiling and looking at people. Yeah. And they must have wanted to be smiled and looked at. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what we do in our workshop. They must, everyone must want to be seen. Everybody wants to be seen. I think so. Everybody, because I was doing it and then they were like, it was like a magnet. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, they just wanted to be seen there mm-hmm. in the corner of the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How fascinating is that? Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting, all this stuff. It is interesting. I know. And it's so, um, it's, I just love that we have our Ula personality, Uh our Ula person, and that, you know, how can we bring her into our everyday lives? Or him. Or him, her or him, good point, thank you, into our everyday lives. And maybe it is as simple as like, well, today I'm going to try and smile and look at a few people. Right. Yeah. Or... Or if I feel a judgment coming up, I'll be like, oh, what would my Ula person say? Yes. My Ula self would say. Yeah. Oh, remember? Yes. Mm-hmm. I love everyone. Like, we're so connected, like you said, mm-hmm. with the iceberg uh, analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And I think that's maybe where I need to, like, continue to shift the work. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's, I think that that's where I need to go because I... I do, like, I feel so alive when I'm doing ULA and when I'm with these people. And it's like you can almost see through all of their protective layer to not only my own judgment Mm -hmm. of them or, you know, our own judgment of other people. I don't know. I think think it's easy to see what sets us apart sometimes. But it's like um, they also, in ULA, we all kind of – let those walls that we put around ourselves as protection, we also in Ula let them fall away. So it's it's almost easier to see yes. the similarities mm-hmm. in an Ula space because people have just shut down their barriers a little bit. And then we've all also like shut down um, our kind of way of understanding other people. Mm-hmm. And then you can connect on this deeper level that isn't maybe – not all not all grounds are breeding grounds for this. Ula is, but I think now that's our work. I think 
I think our work as, as hooligans is not to just keep it to ourselves, but to take that mm-hmm. and infiltrate that into the rest of our, of our lives, in yes. the rest of our situations, in the rest of our interactions. Maybe this is how we actually change the world because we first change ourselves mm-hmm. and then we, we, we experience it in this safe space with other people and we gain that trust and that sense of non-judgment of self or others and this vulnerability piece. And maybe this next part of the work then is to bring it to the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yes. This compassion too mm-hmm. of ourselves and then... You, and then again, we've said that I've said this a hundred times before you, if we don't have compassion for ourselves, how are we going to have compassion for those that are different or that we view as different than us? Mm-hmm. You know, cause we're so challenged mm-hmm. and compassion ultimately is I think the, the healer of all things. Cause mm-hmm. if you have compassion then you suddenly see a person in a, a different light. Right. And Ula is so like, it's something about we're all in a room together moving together to the same music, singing together. The synergy. The synergy and the community. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, of course, your walls can fall away. Right. Because you feel safe. You've, well, already, but you you've also, just been through a whole journey together. Yes, and you feel, you you don't feel that separateness. Mm-mm. No. Like, and, and like you I could, You can't, you almost. You can't. How can you? Because you realize that you are a part of something bigger. You were all just shouting, this is me. Together. Together. You're all singing. Or I am here. Or I know that I deserve your love. Because there's that nothing that I'm not worthy of. Yes. And like, everyone is singing it. Can you imagine, like, in the grocery store, looking in each other's eyes and saying that to each other? You know, it's like, but maybe we freaking should. Oh, yeah. And yes. maybe we don't say actually those lyrics, but maybe the way that we interact with each other, that message is what transfers from Ula to our other interactions. Maybe that message of totally agree. Of, of, of these things that we sing and the way that we feel, that's now the work. Yes. Yes. That's our work. That's our work. That's our work. And that you hear that, folks? Yes, that's so, our work. So allow it to change yourself first, because I do think that that has to be felt and experienced first. But then we take that, and we don't, we don't, we're not selfish with it. We give it. Mm-hmm. We give it. Yeah, we give it away. We give it away, yeah. and not just in the Ula world, no. but we bring it to the rest of the our world. Rest of our worlds, worlds, because we probably have a lot. We of have worlds. many. We have yeah. many worlds. Yeah, our we have work many world, socials, many yeah. social situations that we're in. Yes. So I think that's where I need to go with all of this mm, now. I really like that. I like that. I like it too. And I like you guys. We love you guys. I love you guys. And we were so happy to hear when we were in Minneapolis. We had so many people come up and were like, we listened to your podcast. And thank you, you know, for when you said that one thing or da 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 da. It was really, really Sorry, awesome. When we've yelled in your ear. Yeah. We've yelled Dale, at you. Dale, are you listening? Hello. <laughs> um but anyways thank you for thank you for doing the work yes you know and if you're if you're if you're past that point of where you keep it just for yourself congratulations to you thank you so much I feel like I feel like so many of us are ready to get there we are and I think I just need to be more aware of that I just need to bring that person to the rest of my life and it could be baby steps you know it doesn't have to be like well just like you smiling at a basketball game yeah look at what changed oh my goodness look at what changed totally shocking to me so thank you for all the lessons you all have taught me and continue to teach me i'm 
very, very grateful. Not me. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Yes. Yes. Love, you. Love you all. Love you all.